So, so I'm going to preach again this week for you guys. Um, I bet you can't guess what I'm preaching on. I'm going to continue on supernatural living, you know, giving Matt a break. So we're going to have some fun today. Have you guys ever seen Sleeping Beauty and, and the queen gets that mirror and, and, you know, the queen, you know, is supposed to be so beautiful and she gets the mirror and she's like, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Oh, that's no way. Okay. <laughs> Can tell I don't watch those two. I'm more of a tangled type girl. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. Snow White, you know, she takes that mirror and um, the queen is like, Asking, yeah, because who's the fairest of them all? Snow White, of course. It would have came to me as I said that. <laughs> okay, so she's, the mirror can't lie. The mirror kind of scared and wants to lie because he doesn't want to have the wrath of the queen. But whatever is true, that mirror will reflect. So the mirror could only reflect what it saw. So the queen's like, well, I can't change the mirror's mind. I can't change. Whatever you put in front of a mirror, it's going to reflect, right? You know? So um, super, in supernatural living, we're going to keep going with that. And um, when we live a supernatural life, it's actually incongruent to say Christ lives in me and not live supernaturally. Okay? So if you're like, I'm a believer, Christ lives in me, and you're not living supernaturally, those don't go together. Christ is supernatural. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're like, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, your life will start becoming more and more supernatural. You should live it. It should be outward because those have to go together. Um, Because Christ is supernatural. He's born of a virgin. That's not normal. You know, he died and rose again. Also not the norm. Okay, that doesn't really happen on a a natural realm. Um, You know, he went to hell and took the keys. That's not something we do every day. I don't say, hey, I'm going to hell. Get the keys. See you later. You know, that's not normal. So those are all supernatural things. He is supernatural. We, he lives in us. That means we are supernatural. So living in the spirit, which is abiding in the presence of God. So um, to abide, I talked about this a few weeks ago, is to accept. So I'm not going to have you raise your hands, but if, if Jesus lives in you, I want you to think about this. If you have said, you know what? My life isn't my own anymore. You know what, Jesus, you, you got this. You know what's best for me. You died on the cross for me. You have a plan and a purpose for me. I give my life to you. Okay, so if that's you, this is who I'm talking to. If it's not and you want to come know Jesus, you know what, come talk to us. We'll introduce you to him. Okay, but to live in him says that then we abide. We abide in the presence of God. That means we accept, we act accordingly with his rules, his decisions, his recommendations. We comply we hold to, we conform to him, we stick, we stand by, we heed and we acknowledge who he is, what he's done, and what he's asked of us. That's abiding. Telling people you love Jesus and live in your own life, that's not abiding. Abiding. I said something different. Okay. You know, that's pretty thorough. Did I miss anything, anything else abiding? So we can't get a loophole. We can't be like, well, you didn't say this, so I'm going to go off and... You know, I can be in Jesus here and not have to do this. Nope, that's pretty thorough. Jesus is the king and we choose to abide in him because he's a good king. I don't want to go out and start my own nation or country. (laughs) That's too, you know what I mean? Do you want, 
I mean, even in your household, sometimes if you've got a lot of girls, you're like, I don't even know if I want to be like the head of this household. They all got a different idea. <laughs> you know, my husband, you know, we, get, we got a male puppy because I said, he needs some support. <laughs> it's all girls, you know. <laughs> it's all girls. That's the only, him and the dog, they fist bump together. We got to stick together, buddy. You know, <laughs> but really he's on our side. What can I say? Um, so he's a good king. John five seventeen. says, Jesus replied, he said, my father constantly does good and I'm following his example. Constantly does good and I'm following his example. He's mirroring that. That's the truth. He said, that's who my God is and I look like him and I'm going to, and so he can't look different. That's what, that's what the image is. That's who God is. So Jesus looks like him. And if Jesus lives in us, who, do we, who should we look like? We should look like Jesus, who looks like our Father, who is God in heaven. You know, Jesus, and then he said, you know what? To even help you more. Not just with the word and knowing God. I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So you don't even have to be with me. He's gonna li- I'm going to live inside you through the Holy Spirit. So it's not like, oh, I don't know how well I'm going to do when Jesus, you know, goes on vacation. You know, he said, I'm never going on vacation. I don't take breaks. I don't have timeouts. I don't have lunch all the time. I'm abiding with you. The Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit to be our guide. He teaches us how to live supernaturally. He's the Holy Spirit. That's kind of supernatural. You know, some people call it the Holy Ghost. You know, supernatural. He's saying, that's your guide. They're going to teach you how to live according to our Father, who everything is, yes, amen, good, good. You pray, he answers you, it's a good, good dad, okay? So we got to look at just like that mirror the queen wanted when she's like, mirror, mirror on the wall, you know? She wanted the mirror to be like, oh, you're so beautiful, you're the best, you're the fairest, and the mirror's like, uh-uh, you're pretty, but have you seen this girl? Her skin is like porcelain. So she wanted that to be reflected. But well, whatever was the truth was going to be reflected. So what kingdom are we reflecting? Our lives tell people. Our mouth doesn't really matter. Our lives, what, is, what, it, what kingdom we truly reflect, you know, will show. You, know, you can tape another picture to the front of that mirror, <laughs> but that's not the truth of what it's going to reflect. So what kingdom do we reflect? What do we look like? Um, I'm going to pop up here to Matthew 16, or Mark 16, um, 17. It says, so these are some things that the kingdom looks like. Um, signs and, and wonders will accompany believers. They will throw out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will take snakes in their hand. They will drink poison and will not be hurt. They will lay hands on the sick and they will be well. Those are some things that are all not natural. And he said, that's what I look like. That's what the kingdom looks like. We have the power and authority. You know, those are all good things. I want to see healing. I want to see people set free, delivered. We need to reflect signs and wonders and miracles. People get really excited, you know, when some people followed Jesus. They went without, you know, they followed him in, listened to him preach. There was always crowds. Why? Because he did miraculous things, you know. The lady, she's probably crawling through people on the ground to touch his cloak because she's like, miracles, miracles reside in that man. 
because he reflected it and they saw it. Um, I'm going to jump over to Hebrews here quick. So if you want to, you can go to Hebrews. Um, and it's 1-1. One, one. And I'm reading it in the message because I really like this. It says, going through a long line of prophets, God has been addressing our ancestors in different ways for centuries. Recently, he spoke directly to us, directly through his son. By his son, God created the world in the beginning, and it will, be, and it will all belong to the son at the end. The son perfectly mirrors God and is stamped with God's nature. He holds everything together by what he says. It's powerful words. Jesus invited us to have everlasting life as Christians, which means Christian is Christo for Christ, which is, you know, Christians is little Christ. We reflect him. You know, parents, oh, you look like your mom. You look like your dad. Well, we look like Jesus when we're following him. That's what we reflect. If he reflects God, we reflect him. And he invited us to have everlasting life. So when we look like him, we mirror him. He mirrors the Father. You know, God manifested um, miracles in all over. We've seen them. We've read about them. If you've read God's word, you see them all the time. That's who he is. He is a God of miracles. You know, I love that song. said, you're the God of miracles. He is. And that's his nature. Um, and you know what miracles do? They create revival in the hearts of humanity. Revival doesn't come by telling people, you got to serve Jesus. You got to serve Jesus. You got to serve Jesus. I talked about this with some people earlier this morning and I said, you meet the needs and God said, I'm going to come in with miracles and I'm going to take, you know, what the devil has stolen and I'm going to bring healing. I'm going to bring deliverance. I'm going to bring um, prosperity. I'm going to bring all of these things and they're going to be amazed because they're going to say, wow, this is a God of miracles and it changes the hearts of humanity. That's why people follow Jesus. Because he changed, you know, humanity was broken and lived in sin nature. And he said, I have something. I have something for you. I'm going to give you something that's going to change your hearts. And as he spoke and did miracles, it added and added and added. And then he sent out, you know, the disciples to continue in that work and and it added and added, and it said they were added daily to the church. Um, that's how revival, you know, is living that supernatural life. It's revived, revived, you know. Yeah, that's a plug for our church. <laughs> Free advertising. <laughs> oh, that was good. So a church that doesn't reflect the miraculous works of Christ will fail to give the world the opportunity to experience God in his true nature. When we just go and we're just like, yeah, I serve Jesus. Yeah, he's good. Died on the cross. I can sing, you know, all the little songs and stuff. When we don't reflect the miraculous works of Christ, we steal the opportunity to share with the world the true nature of God. You know, I hear people say, me and God are on a break. Me and God, we have an agreement. Really? I don't think he does deals. He's not a backdoor dealer. He doesn't do that. That's not his nature. Let me, you don't know God. And you know what? You may not know him because I haven't been very good at showing who he is. 
and we're reduced to words and concepts. There's a lot of people that can quote the Bible and they could, you know, tell you all the rules and regulations, but, and those aren't bad. God's word, good, you know, it's very good. But what happens when you don't, when you don't show who God is through his miraculous nature is you lose that su- you lose the power you lose that supernatural manifestation of god so god just becomes some big guy up in the clouds you know i'm gonna go there someday and that's it you don't think he does anything oh i'll pray most people say i'll pray for you they don't <laughs> i'll pray for but usually i write there i'm like even if it's like 30 seconds i have to stop because i will forget you know but it's just like, I'll just pray, throwing up my prayers, hope that big guy has, catches it up there. You hearing me, Lord? Instead of, God, you live inside me. Let's have a conversation. We're going to talk about this. It's good. I want to hear from you. I don't want to lose that power. I don't want to just go to church because that's what I do. I have lived that life growing up, and I'm thinking, why do we do this? I could sleep in. Like, this would be awesome. You know, as a kid, I'm thinking... All I saw was if you didn't, if you weren't listening or you were talking, you're getting your hair pulled. That's why the kids sat in front of the parents and you were like, you know, I was like, I need to have shorter hair. <laughs> Which then, of course, I burnt my hair when you had to have the candles in church. My hair was on fire. That was a fun day. <laughs> the, the old lady next to me just went like this and pulled all my hair and just threw it on the ground, kept going. We don't stop for things. It was... <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. And it smelled really bad in the church, though. Because if you ever smell burnt hair, it smells. Okay. So supernatural manifestations only benefit us. I mean, I've never heard anyone come back like, you know, Jesus, I have a bone to pick with you. I have been, you know, lame my whole life. And you came in here thinking you're all big and you healed me. And now I can walk and I don't have to beg at the gates anymore. How dare you? You didn't ask my permission. You don't see that, right? You don't see someone who's whole and healthy and delivered going up and getting mad. Can't believe you set me free. Kind of Jesus are you. No, supernatural manifestations benefit us, whether we know him, are in right standing with him or not. They always benefit us. You know, the dead were raised, the blind were seen, the lame walked, the mute spoke, the lepers were cleansed, people were delivered, the captives were set free, and the accuser was silenced. That's a good one, because I'll tell you what, he likes to be right here telling you lie after lie after lie, and I'm like, you better shut your mouth. Because my God is a powerful God. He lives in the supernatural. He lives in me and I live in the supernatural, which means I have authority over you and you don't even get to speak to me. You don't even get to be in my presence. That's good. (laughs) You know, without believers demonstrating the miracles on this earth, it won't reflect heaven. If you're like, hey, heaven to earth, you know, oh, look, it says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, the kingdom, you know, and you go through it and it says, and earth as it is in heaven. We can say that prayer, but do we see that? Do we see heaven on earth in our lives, in our communities? Because without believers demonstrating the miracles on the earth, it won't reflect heaven. It will continue to erode into the darkness and hopelessness. Does anyone know anyone who's been hopeless? 
just a few times, you know. And man, when someone brings hope to you, that's a miracle, right? When you've been and you're like, there is no way out, and someone just all of a sudden comes in with this like shining light of hope, you're like, that is a miracle because there was no way that this was happening. I mean, we all have those testimonies like that. You know, our spirits were designed by our creator to bring heaven to earth. That's why, we, that's why when we don't do it, we're miserable. Like everything can be going right in your life, but inside you are still miserable because sin cannot stay there. It cannot stay in the hearts of believers because Christ resides there. And you know what? They don't work together. Water and oil, they cannot be together. Because our spirit was designed to bring heaven to earth. He's like, God's like, you got this. What's all up here? I'm your father. This is our kingdom. Bring it here. I, I created you to have fellowship with you and to show the devil that, you know, we rule and reign. He doesn't have any rule and reign. He doesn't have any authority. You know, you're my kids. He ain't my kid. You know, bringing heaven to earth to see it. You know, to see what our eyes cannot see. You know, to perceive what our heads cannot even understand. If you're a logical person and you see something, you're like, I see it, but I don't believe it. You know, you're trying to reason away, trying to figure out how is this even possible? You know, he's saying that's, that's what supernatural living does. To have faith in the unbelievable and the impossible and to step out of what is natural. You know, hey, walk on this water, Peter. Uh, never seen that before. You know, that was really unnatural. That's, you know, that doesn't happen. He's saying, do the impossible. Step out of what you think that this is how it should look. Because God's saying, no, we look supernatural. When we abide, we come alive to what is outside our natural. So we went to Michigan Adventure. We actually got blessed with tickets. So I ended up going again. We invited, Layla invited one of her friends. And we're in line, and we're the first ones. Because you guys go with me. Are you anything but first? Have you ever been anything but first in line? No, you have not. Okay. So, of course, we're the first in line because everyone else is like waiting in one line. I'm like, oh, they're opening up this line for me. And they're like, what? I'm like, they are. So I stand there and, of course, my line gets opened up first. (laughs) I just always say, God, you got to show me true here. I need a miracle. So I just start my own line. Everybody's lined up out the thing. So I'm like, I just walk past everyone and start a new line. So all these people start following me. And I'm like, well, I hope this really opens first now because (laughs) I got everybody waiting behind me. So we're there. And so, um, my kids, we're used to living supernatural. They've gotten used to that, so it's normal to them. Because otherwise, <laughs> you just don't, they, they don't know anything else, which is good because that's where I live and that's where I'm going to stay living. So we're there, and this lady is next to me, and the Lord's like, I want you to talk to her. And I'm like, I just want to go ride Mad Mouse. Like, this is my time, Lord. Like, and I got this person's kid with me. And, and so I'm like, I'm just going to stand like this. And she's here. And I'm like, okay. And God's like, no, I want to do something. And I'm like, okay. So all these people, I mean, there's probably 100 people in this area. Everyone's quiet because it's early in the morning. Everyone's got up because they want to be first too, right? So I start talking to her. And her name was Dora. And she's an older lady, and, and I just started talking. We started talking, and 
the kids, of course, my kids are talking. The other kids just kind of watching, like, what's going on? And, and I said, man, she told me a story. And then she said, well, yeah, I have an incurable disease. Like, I don't know. We're just like, how was your day? Yeah, I'm dying. Thanks, Lord. Just put it right out there. <laughs> like, let's just cut the small talk. I'm like, okay. Well, I said, well, you know what? My king, um, he heals, you know? Um, and so we're standing there. And of course, these other ladies behind us are like, you know. So this lady has this bone disease. And she actually has custody of her grandkids. And she's bringing you. Know, and she's like, I have no family. And, you know, I want... And I said, oh, it's okay, because Jesus heals. And she said, I do know him. I said, well, do you know that he's a healer? And she said, well, I know that he has healed. And so we just start talking about that. And so then the girls come in. And I said, well, you know, these girls know that too. And they're like, ah. <laughs> you know? And I said, well, can we just pray for you right now? We're just going to lay hands on you and pray. And I said, and you're going to go back to the doctor? She said, I'm going next week. I said, good. When you go next week, they're gonna, you're going to have um, a great report, and you're going to have a great testimony about how your God is your healer. And she's like, awesome, I believe that. She said, you know what, they told me I was going to die. And I said, God, you got to keep me, you got to keep me here. I got to take care of my grandkids because they don't, you know, no mom or dad. And I said, that's right. And so then we started sharing scripture. And I said, you know, what God said with long life, he'll satisfy you. Do you believe that? You know, and all these people. So then you got the other people in line. What's going on? You know, because I'm like, no, we're laying hands. Like, girls, touch her feet, touch her legs, touch her, like, this is happening. And I'm like, so it's supernatural living. We're like, this is what we do. And she said, that's right. She's like, I can't wait to go to the doctor next week because I know the report's going to be amazing. And they're going to be like, how did this happen? I said, and then you're going to get to have a testimony. You're going to say, let me tell you how this happened. I said, and you're going to, your doctor's going to come to know the Lord through your testimony. So this other girl, she's like, so we go in, you know, then we turn around. We're just like, oh, yay, mad mouth. Um, because that's normal. That's a normal thing that happens, should happen on your daily basis. So this girl's like, that was so awesome. And Layla goes, my mom does that every day. <laughs> and, and I'm like, thanks, Layla. And she's like, and she's like, I want to do that. I said, well, you can. And so then, of course, the whole day, the Lord just kept sending people. So every time they'd come off a slide, here's mom with someone. And they're like, who's that person? What is with them? And I'm like, I don't know. I just was talking to them. Like, I didn't feel. They're like, well, did you ask, you know, if they needed anything? I'm like, oh, you know, that super, that they're like, we're holding on to that. That's normal. So that was really cool because all day they're like talking to everyone because they want another opportunity. They're like, I'll talk to anybody. What's going on? Oh, you look like you got a limp. What happened? I just stubbed my toe. I'm okay, you know. (laughs) So that's what it should be. It should be normal. Like, you know, yeah, all those people are like, what's going on? And we're just like, oh, this is normal. We do this every day, you know, because that's where we live. So, um, so when we look in the mirror, whose kingdom are we reflecting? I want to reflect God's kingdom. And I'm like, I want all those people there to see what God is doing. Um, and so oh, I saw that lady later in the thing and she didn't even have her walker with her. She's like, I'm fine. I'm walking without it. So like, cause she was like, I'm going to go get one of those carts. And she said, you know what? I don't even feel that I need it. And she didn't even get, it. so I forgot. I saw her in the water park with the grandkids when I was talking to someone else. So oh, that was awesome. Thank you for that, Lord. So, um, whose kingdom are we reflecting yours or God's? Because in God's kingdom, there's no complaining, there's no fear, there's no pride, there's no self-righteousness, there's no rebellion in his kingdom. It doesn't live there. So who's the king of your heart? Who really, really ask, who is the king of my heart? Is it you or is it Jesus? 
who really makes the rules? You know, did I want to ride Mad Mouse? Did I want to do that? What if that lady, like, freaked out at me? Been there. There's tons of people watching me. You know? Who's the king of my heart? Me, who I'm just like, you know what, God, you can't make me, and I'm going to ride Mad Mouse and whatever. (laughs) You know? Who is the king? Who really makes the rules, the decisions, and who sets your path? You know, God is a God of miracles. Jesus is the king of miracles. If Jesus is Lord, then let him be Lord. Don't be like, you can be Lord from this time to this time or in these areas of my life. If he is Lord, let him be Lord. You were made to be a person of faith, a believer, a miraculous, a doer in word and action of the living God. That's who you were made to be. That is who you reflect. You guys are all reflecting beautiful. You don't look like you. You guys all look beautiful today. You guys are the thermostat in your area of influence, in your family, in your town, in your work, in this territory. What is the temperature around you? What's the temperature around you? In Revelations, it says, um, Revelations 3, he said, you know what? If you're hot or cold, you know, at least there's a hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. Because I'm going to spit you out. Why, why does he say that? Because you think, but if they're cold, Lord, like, mm, like that's not good. Don't you want to be like hot and on fire? But why, why is he even more frustrated with lukewarm? I'm going to tell you. You want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. This is really good. So if you're not, if you're, if you're just lukewarm to make heat or to make something cold, it takes effort. To have a bad attitude, it takes a lot of effort, right? It does. You know, like, especially if you have someone hilarious talking to and you're trying to be angry, you know, it takes effort to stay angry in that. Like, you know, I love doing that with my kids and they're like trying to be mad and they can't because it, it takes effort to stay there. So it takes effort to be hot or cold. Um, but to be lukewarm, it's easy. Just let life happen to you. It's nothing. There's no effort either way. There's no stretching. It's easy to spot someone living like hell and it's easy to spot someone on fire for God. You know what I mean? When you look at people's life, you're like, well, they're living like hell right now. You can see that, right? I can. And when you see someone on fire for for God, you can spot that too. And if you're living the other, if you're living cold, they really make you mad. Don't they? Yeah. You know, because when you're cold and they're on fire, you don't like that. You know, lukewarm reflects the culture around it. Whatever you live in, whatever town you live in, whatever type of family you live in, whatever nation you live in, lukewarm just looks like that. It just accepts whatever culture is there. With no effort, no transformation. Oh, we believe this now? Okay. Oh, that's all right. It's okay. That's lukewarm. Whatever you live in, that's what you become. We cannot transform what we refuse to confront. What do I mean by that? We need to be a catalyst for the kingdom. 
Jesus fed 5,000, which was really probably closer to 20,000 because they counted 5,000 families. When they said 5,000 men, men, and then they had, you know, their wives. And, you know, back then they probably had like 12 kids. They took, they understood, be fruitful and multiply, you know. So we don't know how many families were there, but at least, at the minimum, 5,000 people. He fed them with, you know, some fish and bread. Not very much, you know, probably, you know, can fit on this table. When I look at that, I don't think 5,000, I don't think I could fit enough food in this room to feed 5,000 people. But he did that. And the disciples looked at was around and said, hey, Jesus, I don't know if you understand, but five pieces of bread and a couple fish, um, I don't know if you did common core. Jesus does common core my next sermon. (laughs) But we should probably send these people back into town. Let them get something to eat. They can come back. And so Jesus, you know, because he's like, I don't live in the natural realm. Jesus says, you give them something to eat. Us? Yeah, just give them something to eat. Jesus didn't even do that. He said, you guys do it. Here. And he broke and took some with him and said, now you give the rest to them. (laughs) You do it didn't make sense to their head in the natural like this this can't happen they had to take that risk because you cannot transform what you refuse to confront they had to confront what their mind thought in the natural was possible they had to confront it because if they didn't they could never transform that luckily they're like okay we trust you the first guy they're like just take a little piece oh, i said smaller than that just a little piece pass it you know like, teeny so the first guy's probably still hungry i don't know you know he had to go back to the bread basket and then it started multiplying they're like oh my gosh take it here you have the whole loaf it's just gonna multiply you know but that first they had to take a risk and say okay i gotta confront what i thought what i thought was true because i don't live in that realm you know i have jesus here with me and he's teaching me who my father is you give them some to eat oh i'd love to see that We need to reflect the Father. What do we reflect? A mirror doesn't lie. Whatever you put in front of it, it reflects. So if I choose to put the culture and be lukewarm in my life, I'm going to reflect that. I can say whatever I want, but my reflection doesn't lie. I want to reflect the kingdom because it's a lot more fun to have people, you know, when you're at Michigan Convention, you're doing stuff like that. At first, it's like, what if, I'm, you know, has anyone else been there? You're like, what if she doesn't get healed right now? And like, everyone's like, you know, starts mocking you. God's like, that's not your part to worry about. You know, and it was real good, you know, because I want to reflect the kingdom. That's where I want to live. When my When my daughter said that, I was like, I almost wanted to cry, but I was like, I got to get to Mad Mouse. <laughs> you understand that line. I, well, that's, you have to get there. It's the first in the day. I've never been second in line there, and I'm not going to start. <laughs> See, the people in the front are like, yes, that is, you don't, you just, wherever Sarah goes, you just follow her there. <laughs> you go to Michigan eventually. <laughs> so, but when Layla said, yeah, my mom does that all the time. Like, my heart just was like, Thank you, God. I am reflecting your kingdom. 
Like it was that realization that we live that in our house, everywhere, not just up here, but that is a normal occurrence in our everyday that, you know, they're all excited, like, wow, this is happening. And she's like, of course it is. Why would it not? And that's how we know that that's reflecting because she's reflecting the truth of what's in there. Not astounded, like, whoa, that scared me. I didn't know that was coming out of there. You ever, like, sometimes I walk, okay, when I walk by the mirror in the morning when the bat, the light ain't on yet and I have not done my hair, it's really scary. I scare myself a lot because this, I don't know what happens when I sleep. Like, and I'll walk by the mirror and I will freak myself out because this can get really scary. This hair just does things that I don't even, it's supernatural. <laughs> I mean, you got to w- get some water on this in the morning. Um, you know, when you ever like go and, and you didn't realize what you're reflecting, like, whoa, like scare yourself in the mirror. That's, that's not what we want to know what we're reflecting. We want to reflect the truth. We want to reflect his kingdom. So we're just going to pray.